0: Today we are going to be talking with Wayne Heron on how you can create margin in your life, have a more balanced life and lead more effectively. Here is a little bit of what he had to say.
1: Well, many of us and for me personally, I I can get wound up. I can get like things things spinning in my head and and frustrated and under pressure and upset and not really paying attention to the present moment, you know I, I start thinking about yesterday or I start thinking about tomorrow or the future and fears take over and it's like whew, like I, I've learned I have learned to to breathe and take stock and like
0: but wait there is more yes there is more because you're going to hear me today as I drill down in asking this question Tough questions as far as when, where, how. All of this is going to be unpacked today as you listen to your delightful host, the great interviewer himself, the one who is able to drill deep and ask the right questions. Because not everybody can do this. Only your trained and extremely talented and delightful Podcast host like myself can do, and that's why you're going to stay tuned because you're going to get what it is you come from. Yes, my friend. Yes, my friend.
1: My friend, my friend, my friend. did Oh yeah. Yes,
0: so we are going to dig into that, and you're going to hear more of that. So stay tuned. Make sure that you're strapped in as we get ready for Blast Off. So here we go.
1: Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow.
0: Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emo the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership
1: essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant.
0: Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet Another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Feedspot. And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault And get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to speak with our guest. As you heard a little bit of what he shared at the very beginning Wayne Heron will be helping us understand how to stay present, how to create margins in our lives, how to lead a more balanced life in work and at home, and why that is so important. Why is that so necessary? You will hear him share a number of stories, which I love because he will use those stories to show you the necessities, the necessity of having a balanced life, but also how to create margin. And he has a very interesting way of getting that outcome. And I'll let him share more about that. So I won't say more about it, but simply say, stay tuned and Get ready to hear more of what Wayne shared in this episode. Before we get going on that, I want to say thank you for taking the time to be with me here on the Kings of Grand show. If this is your first time, welcome. I'm glad you're here and make sure that you subscribe to the show and make a point to meet us here every time the show comes out. Looking forward to that. If you have been here second, third, fourth, Fifth time. This is your second, third, or fourth, or fifth time, or umpteenth time. You know the drill. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I do appreciate you being here, making this show what it is, a successful show. So many countries now that we are around the world. It's really amazing. But because of you, this show is growing in leaps and bounds. So thank you for sharing for leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcast, And that's really just amazing. People can find the show much easier because of you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And once again, this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication, where we help leaders like yourself become better in decision-making, relationship management, work performance, and increase engagement in the workplace and productivity and retention that is what we do at Kingspire communication and we do that through keynote speaking coaching and or training if you're interested in find finding out more head over to kingsleygrant.com and con- connect with us so that we can actually continue our have a conversation and see if we are the right fit And make it happen. So, having said that, now we need to dive into the show. So, would you help me? Welcome to the show, Mr. Wayne Herring. Thank you for joining me on the Kings of Grand Show, where emotional intelligence and leadership skills intersect. This show is designed for leaders who want to know what works and what doesn't work in today's workplace. Today we have a special guest on the show. His name is Wayne Heron. Let me tell you a few things about Wayne and we'll fill in the rest as we go. Wayne is a founder of Business Builder Camp and he has helped men across the country grow their business into successful and thriving thriving enterprises. However, there is so much more to his story than simply being a coach or a consultant. Wayne has worked as a specialty Drilling and blasting contractor, and an organic farmer. He has ran, run ultra marathons, gone on epic road trips, and is a 1997 Montana State Arm Wrestling Champion. He loves to hunt and farm, but he also enjoys yoga and meditation. Some have described Wayne as a Renaissance man, but he thinks that is a strange term for the son of a coal miner. Welcome to the show, Wayne. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Kingsley. Good to be with you. Thanks.
0: Awesome. So, where in the world is Wayne today?
1: I am in my hometown. It's a small little place called Schuylkill Haven, and. We're about an hour and 45 minutes northwest of Philadelphia, kind of in the middle of nowhere, hidden behind some mountains. We like it.
0: <laughs> okay. So if someone should come to that area, Wayne, what would be a must-see or or a must-do and a must-taste that you would suggest?
1: I think that they, they, someone should go to Hawk Mountain, which is one of the largest... Uh, sanctuaries for raptors like hawks and eagles and there's hiking trails there and you can see the beauty that our area has and then I would send them to the Brick House restaurant in the town of Orwigsburg and my friend Joe Matera is a the proprietor there he'd make them a nice meal but they should also have a Yingling beer which is made here in our county where the it's it, Yingling is the oldest brewery in, in America is their claim to fame so
0: you know, I I'm, I didn't know that um, that's where I've had Yingling beer, and I've actually enjoyed it. Okay. So Yeah, so I, I would um, echo that uh, suggestion as well. And uh, it sounds like they, they kind of found um, the, the food recommendation. Is that something that pretty much is pop, a popular thing around that part of town, or...?
1: The beer or
0: the restaurant? The restaurant, the, the food, uh, the menu type of items. Yeah,
1: well, um, around, well, so I had a farm once upon a time, an organic farm, and so Joe became a friend, and he tries hard to get uh, good quality ingredients, including some from local. Uh, Orchards and farmers. And so that's why I'm a fan of Joe. I just dropped, I actually dropped off a fresh chicken at his back door yesterday just for him personally because I don't do that as a profession anymore. So,
0: oh, awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. I I really like that idea. You know, I grew up in Jamaica and we grew uh, chicken and you know other animals, and so I kind of used to that idea of having your own organic stuff and healthy stuff. And of course, that all went out the window um, several years ago, unfortunately. And maybe that's why I'm having some health issues where I, you know, I, I move away from that. Unfortunately, but I'm glad that you are around to help guide some people in that regard. But not just guide them in that area, but also in what we're discussing today, leadership, you know, and, and uh, so you describe that you had a, a farm okay. and you describe um, that even in that regards, running that or executing the, the playbook, so to speak, for getting people to truly buy in and really come alongside to make that successful. What were some of the challenges you faced, if there were any, and, you know, and, and how did you navigate those moments?
1: You know, I've not talked about this on any other podcast guest parents that I can think about. So great question. Yeah. Uh when when we we're when we we're running the organic farm and we were harvesting chickens, people don't always like to talk about that or think about that. But the reality is food, if you are eating animals, um, you know, there's there's a lot of work involved between when it's like squawking and has feathers and walking around, and we won't get into any, you know, details exactly. per se. Um, But it's a fact of life. And so when when we had the farm and we're getting it going, we would harvest, was a nice way of saying that, as many as 400 chickens on a Saturday morning. And I worked with an entirely uh, like volunteer workforce, Kingsley. And so there were multiple stations to this operation. But I would often have people show up who were they wanted to learn more about where their food comes from. They wanted to kind of touch it. It's a very visceral thing to Mm -hmm. reconnect with the earth and your food. And so people would show up very willing to help, uh, but some of them had never been there before. And Mm -hmm. so gathering them up for a pre-shift uh, like huddle and assessing who did I think would you know play well together and who who had been there before and was a good teacher and would be able to teach the next person how to do these things like you know taking feathers off of a chicken um, was a real was a challenge, but it was fun and we we literally paid people in chickens and just sidebar can you imagine folks now you said you in Jamaica you had some contact with getting your own food in that way but here it's not very common so we would have people come and they would help for four or five hours doing hard work and they would take home chickens as payment (laughs) and so can you imagine how much more meaningful that meal was when they had friends over and they were able to tell them this story about how they helped you know um Bring this bird to the table, and it was great marketing and advertising too. And it, um, yeah. Anyway, just everybody went away feeling good, and but there were challenges to the volunteer workforce.
0: Yeah, uh, but I found it very interesting as you described that um, how the, the fact that you know getting to know the people. Like, for example, those who have had experiences before, those who were new to the tr- to the table, so to speak. Yeah. But having this mixture, uh, so the motley crew idea, and being able to bring them together to get this one task done, right? That is something that other leader- leaders are experiencing or have challenges with, and some don't do it too well. So it requires certain skill set, like, for example... You know, in my my world, emotional intelligence, right? Because it requires some of those competencies. Were there any competence or any skill set that you found that possibly you may not have had at your fingertips, and that created for you some kind of a struggle or a, a hurdle?
1: Well. One thing, I won't miss your question, but one thing that's noteworthy is people that were there doing that hard work were very aligned with our mission. Like Mm -hmm. They they were very interested in uh, organic farming. They were interested in trying to grow things in a better way. So in in the business world or in a nonprofit world or anything, when you're leading a team, it's so helpful if you can – um, help your team understand their their place in all this and how you're working together to make the world a better place, right? Um, so that 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 was mm-hmm. uh, an advantage, I guess. Mm-hmm. That sometimes harder. I used to sell used car warranties and it was harder to find maybe the um, inspiring and compelling story that compared to organic farming. Now back to your, but back to your question: Was there anything lacking that um, I struggled with? Well. I think, um, looking at, looking at all these different people, I, and you're, you're under time pressure, right? Uh, to, to get this Mm -hmm. food harvested and processed. Um, it was very easy the first few times to forget what it was like when I first started, Mm -hmm. um, let's say taking feathers out of a chicken, right? Like it's so so easy for me to forget the journey that i've been on and how today i may be quite competent in that skill or task but once upon a time i wasn't and once upon a time i made mistakes and once upon a time um i you know i I just had no clue what i was doing and so um given the high pressure situation it was easy to to be frustrated with people or or grab something from them and just do it myself. I can mm-hmm. remember having moments like that. I think that got better with time mm-hmm. after realizing that this workforce that was showing up were, were completely in it when they started, you know, in terms of their heart. Um, but – I had to recognize that the hard skills weren't always there and I was going to need to have patience um, during the day as things developed.
0: So you had that self-awareness, Wayne, that allowed you to basically kind of stay the course and do what you did and got the results you did, right? So uh, I find that sometimes... That may not be innate for some people. They may not have had that as right. But, and sometimes they have to draw from others, maybe a mentor, coach, or consultant. But someone that they may say, this person kind of modeled for them and gave them the, that this is possible. Don't give up. Was there someone like that in your life? And if you had to give an award or a trophy to a person who may fit that influencer impact uh, work person in your life, who would that be, and why? I
1: I was very fortunate to have had emotional intelligence training before we ever started the farm. I was also, um, you know, I went on a sobriety journey and had a mentor that helped me see things like how I thought wasn't necessarily true, and how my thoughts created my feelings and things like that. And and the guy that I'll give an award to his name is uh, Bill Hunter, and he's no longer with us, mm. um, but he helped save my life. Uh, in in the, on that sobriety journey and also um, really taught me a lot about stepping outside myself and looking at my emotions and looking inward so I think that's I think he deserves an award for that or a trophy for sure
0: it's not it like he does I mean because you say he kind of saved your life he, he kind of helped you get back on the right path and uh, but so I, I mentioned the word, um, Wayne about innate because sometimes people are in leadership positions right and they're put there not because they necessarily have you know a leadership inside of them per se right, right. And, and so they struggle they, they have questions they have their doubt. they have these, all these things especially from a man's perspective we have this ego we, ha- we can't ask for help because that is weakness and all of that stuff right so speak to that guy who is possibly at this point maybe feeling this overwhelm and wondering where would I start? What would you say? What would you say to him?
1: I was just on the phone. I, I was doing a Zoom call with the CEO of a you know a, a company that's five years been in existence for five years, is doing uh, three million dollars, and we just talked about how our ego gets in the way and makes wow. it hard to like make the first call. To a therapist, for example, mm-hmm. perhaps in our personal life, or for me to make the first step towards that guy, Bill, who helped me get sober, but also helped me kind of work on my um, thinking as well. So the, so the first step, I had to hit a bottom, you know, a bad spot in my life with sobriety before I sought help, but you don't have to. So I guess what I would say to the guy that's listening, woman that's listening, etc., is um, you're not alone. Uh, I, I've got a therapist. I've spent plenty of time on a couch. I've got. I'm a coach, but I have coaches, mm-hmm. and and you're just not alone. It's the it's the human condition that you mentioned ego. Um, I started listening to the book "Ego is the Enemy" this morning, mm-hmm. probably for the eighth time because it hasn't sunk in yet, Kingsley. And I, I just I keep listening to these things and finding new things inside. So. I just I encourage anybody listening go on that journey, um, talk to somebody who uh, a counselor, a therapist, a, a business coach, a business trainer, consultant. Um, give it a shot. I guess you know you 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 won't know all the things that could happen if you if you don't take that first small step. And it's hard for all of us to crack that door for the first time.
0: You know, I like that, and I'm glad you actually shaped that around your own experience, uh, Wayne, because I think that sometimes people are wondering, am I the only person? Is this only happening to me? And, and they, want to do, they want to do their job well. I think most leaders, for the most part, want to do their job well. They want to have good results, but they also want to make sure that people around them not only buy into, like you described earlier, the mission of the organization, but the people themselves are brought to a place where they feel good about themselves. They feel like they want to be there. And so there's a struggle sometimes, right? Because which comes first, the, 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 the task and getting the productivity of the job done or people. In your world, what would you say to that leader who is struggling about making that decision? What do I go put first? The people, my staff, my, my you know, or... Make sure I meet my quota at the end of the day.
1: Oh wow um, I think you you have to take a look at those two things in in parallel or at the same time i I don't think you can can really separate those um, it, it is certainly the responsibility of a division leader or a business owner to watch the numbers and and to know the numbers and be able to put the numbers on the back of an envelope or on a napkin and explain. How the business works because without cash, people don't have a job, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's important for sure. However, you're never going to hit your potential if you don't um, inspire people and have them bought into the mission. I, I got a, I got around to this world of business coaching consulting because I worked with my dad in a family business, and we 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 grew the business significantly. And there were some heroes there that I worked with that really helped me. Um, see how I was leading. One of those, a person named Marty Gilbert worked for the Ken Blanchard organization and we worked through a program with her called Gung Ho, which is a great book, the book Gung Ho, and it it starts off with what they call um, Spirit of the Squirrel, which is a funny way of helping people identify why their work is worthwhile, like really slow down, have conversations with people and help them understand how they fit in, how their work is worthwhile. I think we all want to have meaning. We all want to matter. And down at the you know, production worker level, uh, if I know that the parts that I'm building are leading to happiness uh, of somebody else down the line, it makes all the difference in the world.
0: You know, I, I love what you did. I like the framing, um, and I wrote down here because you describe how sometimes we have this idea of we have an either-or approach. And when I ask a question, you framed it around a both and. We are sometimes, if we take that lens and look at what we're doing, and so how could we have both? Make sure we create a team around us that's engaged, highly engaged, highly productive, meet our quota at the same time. Can that be accomplished? But and I think uh, so. I like the framing you put around that. I, I find sometimes though, Wayne, where the struggle comes in when that is before that leader is where they struggle with then how do I bring balance to my life? Because I have this place before me. I have this, the driving factors around me. And so I work, and then I have my home, and then I have to try to integrate all of that. So I bring my work, my home to work, and my home, my work to home, and it's tiring. It is. So speak to that guy or that girl who is who is having a hard time right now with that.
1: Yeah, and I, I work with men in this program, Business Builder Camp, but this applies to everybody. It just so happens that yes. I'm a, I'm a guy and a, a dad and a husband, so the working with men um, is is what I've chosen to do. But it but yeah, it applies to everybody. Balance well, balance is a is a verb. Is one thing I think we need to recognize, and so it's not just a it's not a noun. It's not a state to be achieved. It's it's in flux, but we can pay attention to it. I think I think that's it. It's paying attention to it. So, you know, personally, I I have a habit of working through the wheel of life, which is a coaching tool that I didn't invent. Lots of people use it, but it helps me look at how satisfied am I just in this moment, in mm-hmm. you know this snapshot moment? How satisfied am I with? eight dimensions of my life, my money, my relationships, my business, my career, my health, my spiritual condition. I can only ever look at this snapshot right in this moment and then um, say, well, based on where I'm at right now, here's some things that I could implement tomorrow to, that, that I could change. And some th- I can't change everything all at once. I have to recognize I'm only human.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so so achieving balance is Ha- I think you have to continue to take inventory and take a look at a snapshot and don't be so hard on yourself is is one of the things that i mm-hmm. that I would tell people
0: yeah, you know I think that's that's really good um sound uh advice and, and coaching moment right there because sometimes it's we hear other things we are being the the noise of the world, the noise of what leadership should look like, the noise of everything around us right. And and to navigate that becomes very sometimes treacherous for us, or sometimes it's almost to our own detriment because we give everything to it. I was talking to someone today who was really having a hard time because this person gave so much to their workplace as a leader. And then at the end of the day, long story short, the person found that they said, we no longer have need of you, you know, and so many words, and they're struggling with that because they felt like they, their whole identity was created around that, and that's one of the things I find some leaders run the risk of, right? Their identity, and you're trying to separate that to say, "Hey, how can you then be?" Uh, find a way to find a balance. But um, what this person was saying, how you know, said Kingsley, my struggle is that I find it has affected my whole world. My whole world is up, is kind of uprooted, so to speak, by this decision of a company that I had you know, no control over. So that's a, a risk factor. But you, you really are trying to help that man. I mean, you work primarily with men, you said. Because that man has a home, has a, has a dad or, or a husband, and um, want to make sure that they lead as well there too. As, you know, Because if you don't lead there, I'm not sure how you're going to lead well at work. Or what's your thoughts about that? I mean, leading lead the home and at work. What's the similarity if there's any or any crossover?
1: Well, there's a lot there. Uh, yes, in my coaching program, in my work, I, I gather together a group of men who all own businesses. They're building businesses. That's why we call them business builders. But they all have... They, they aren't all dads, right? They aren't all husbands, or but they're usually one of those two things and oftentimes both. And just getting together with a group like that can help us see how we're able to help other people in the family dimension at certain times because we have something to offer. And then at other times we're able to help people in the business dimension because we're, we have some skill that the other person doesn't have in that moment. And that speaks to me about, yeah you know, as, as humans, it's not really about, being ahead of the other people it's like being there to serve and mm. and give what i've got in that situation and that's the type of environment that we we try to create um when we're we're on a mastermind call i you, you, as you were asking the, your next question i, w- I was thinking about you know, we're trying to build business we're trying to build our family and we have to pay attention to both mm-hmm. um but I I often look at my children, Kingsley. We have four of them, and if if I'm in the right frame of mind, and if I've slowed down, I look at my child and and how they're developing and growing. You know, I've got a 12 year old boy. I'm spending time with him, and and I realize like, wow, I put a lot of stock in my work. I put a lot of stock in my business success, but in the grand scheme of things, what really matters, like. Mm. Like, you know, that boy is, um, I, you know, things I'm not saying I'm a perfect dad or we've created the perfect home or whatever, but he's, he's healthy and, you know, he's got clothing and, and we've tried to teach him some lessons about that we think will serve him long term, even when we're not around. And what is my, what is my work really in, in the world? So I, I think, um, you know, to your, to your friend or this person who lost their job, I mean, first, that's hard. I can remember, um, being laid off. So there's no, Taking anything away, it's just hard, especially in the first few days. As you try to think, now who am I without that job? Mm -hmm. Right? Well, you're the same person you were with the job. It's just you didn't realize that, or haven't thought about it for a while. But I, but I'm empathetic because I've been in that spot. But as we then look around the world and and look at whatever everybody has a different situation, friends, um, parents that they still help out, neighbors. There's there's so much value for us to put into the world. When we take off the, the business or the job lens, it's probably a real opportunity whenever we leave a job, although it's not an opportunity any of us look forward to. <laughs> so,
0: you know, it, you said something and I, I was like wondering, you, you've chosen a phrase, you said it twice, if you're in the right frame of mind. And I wondered why you said that because I'm wondering, is there a time when a leader may, or, may or find himself not being in that and what should they do if they're not? I mean, so can you speak about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm speaking about me specifically, but I think it's a shared human thing. If I'm in the right frame of mind, <laughs> indicates <laughs> that there are times when I'm not, mm-hmm. and and I and I don't always know it when I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of the moment that I'm not in the quote right frame of mind. It's only later, sometimes upon reflection, that I realize it. Um, but yeah, I every I, all of us. Well many of us and for me personally, I, I can get wound up. I can get like things things spinning in my head and and frustrated and under pressure and upset and not really paying attention to the present moment. you know I, I start thinking about yesterday or I start thinking about tomorrow or the future and fears take over and it's like whew, mm-hmm. like I, I've learned I have learned to to breathe and take stock and like you know like look, Right now, Kingsley, the only thing that really exists in the world is, in a sense, for you and I, is like us, yes. like right yes. now. Yeah. Everything else is all made up. Everything mm-hmm. else is just, I can get go on a thought train of the things I got to do later on or what's happening at home or fears or, but really, like, you're the mm-hmm. person I'm talking to and there's nobody else I want to be talking to mm-hmm. right in this moment. This is what we got. So that's what I mean. Like, if I were sitting here with you right now and and my brain was going off in three different directions, and I were able to then later on take a look at that. That That's not the right – the right for me, that's not the right frame of mind. The right frame of mind is to get really present to you. In fact, I got more present to you by going to that, like shh, talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is who I'm with. I'm with mm-hmm. Kingsley and mm-hmm. this is good. Maybe maybe nobody will ever listen to our podcast or maybe a bazillion people will. I don't know. It doesn't
0: – I love this. I, I really love this uh, moment right there because that was very in the moment, Right? And I think was so key because I can see that even translated in the workplace. Because what I find sometimes when is that people complain that this leader is really—they're not connected. They see and they know and they feel that they're not there with them, right? They're someplace else, and that creates sometimes toxicity or a a, um, a story about that leader that may not be accurate, but. Is what the people are are now beginning to share among themselves. So now it creates problems in the workplace. So that would be a great tip, I think, if they could center themselves that way. And you use a breathing technique, right? So is it, did you deliberately choose that, or is it yours? Um, kind of um, modeling for us what would be that would look like for you.
1: I, I didn't deliberately choose it in that moment, but I put a lot of stock in. You know taking a look at my breathing and controlled breathing, and the easiest thing we can do is just a big old like <sighs> <laughs> and that and uh some of the some of some of if I ever have moments where I'm present and it works well and I think I do there's more than I used to it it comes from training it comes from working with people I respected that uh, still respect currently uh i I've done a lot with. The Headspace meditation app, and there's many other ways to meditate. It just so happens that that works for me, and and the more that I sit and and do some training of my mind, the more that during the day I might catch myself and take a deep breath and get present and. And to your point, people know that and pick up on that. One time I had uh, an employee report me to Mm badboss.com. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Mm -hmm. But I can remember being devastated when I got the email notification that said, you've been reported to badboss.com. And it was probably some manifestation Mm -hmm. of me not being present Mm because I can remember how hard I used to run and not really listen to people and – um, you know, running through the workplace, causing wreckage. So,
0: mm. you know, you know I, I I think what I, I like, and I, I'm wondering, um, is this something that you, as as part of helping men um, at your own camp that you run, are these some of the things you do, you help men to, or these leaders to work on? So let's talk a little bit about that. You have a, a build, business builder camp that's designed for, for men in particular. And what would you? What, what's the, the essence of that? What it is that you're hoping to do, and why would a man like myself want to come to that?
1: Well, I was thinking, as, as we we're having this conversation, I was thinking about the essence of how I work with people, and a, and a big part of how I so. Business Builder Camp is a mastermind group and we meet online and then I'm really hopeful that soon here we're gonna get back to meeting in person again. But we you know, really we're in like a shared space where we're slowing down and getting present, right? To I'm just with this other group of people who are like me that want the same things. They they do want balance often and they wanna build their businesses and and so we, we get on a call and and I work to get you and I are in video and everybody's going to see this, but we, we work to get present. We, I work to get in people's energy space in a, in a way mm-hmm. I, I share things like I, I share freely about the recovery from alcoholism mm-hmm. because I think that encourages other people to share whatever it is that they got mm-hmm. going on. Because look, you're a, if you're a, um, Captain of industry, and you're the CEO, and all that. It, it requires almost showing up with a certain, um, your coat. You know, you wear you wear the CEO coat and you you or suit jacket or whatever. You walk into the room, um, but at the at the core of it all, we're all we're all humans, and we all you know you know I don't know. Like I was, <laughs> we got to put socks on in the morning, and feet are sort of ugly, and we all got the same kind of deal going on and we all have fears and we all get wound up about the future so yeah a lot of my work is taking business owners we work on growing their business for sure um, but we also work a lot on being human and talk Mm -hmm. about what goes on in our mind and talk about i love your you know how you're working a lot with leadership and emotional intelligence and helping people connect with their team because that's just so important so we, we talk a lot about those things too
0: you know, I think that um I was reading a quote this morning, I can't remember exactly, but it talks about the idea that if you're gonna take a person to the certain height, you better be make sure you're there first before you try to take them there. So um uh, working on yourself I think is a priority. So I am glad that you are creating an a space for business leaders, especially men, namely men really, to come and do this kind of thing. And of course it's a business builder. Camp is where they would go businessbuildercamp.com, where they would go to find out more about that. And is this how does a person, for example, would be that would that be where they would go to know how to get in? Um, what what's that like?
1: Well, we do we create a page for your listeners, so it's businessbuildercamp.com forward slash Kingsley. Okay. And on that page we have a tool there for them to be able to take evening inventory, and it's really about balance, it's about what happened today and at the end of the day let's take a square look at that and 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 let's go to bed without any uh regrets or like any unfinished business so there's a tool for everybody to download called the end of of day inventory and then they can also get on our email list and they can have access to the different planning tools that we use as as part of the work that we do um you said it right there. You can't go any high. You can't take somebody higher than you've already gone. You know, mm-hmm. I have these coaches, Rich Lipvin and Steve Chandler, mm-hmm. who they say um, in a book called Prosperous Coach, mm-hmm. you can never take anybody any deeper than you've gone yourself. As well, wow. which is I, both I think are true. You can't go higher. You can't. You can't take anybody deeper uh, than you've gone yourself. And so, you're working with these leaders and coaches to be able to. Uh, go deeper, uh, help their uh, get you know spend time with people, get to know who their employees really are, so they're able to then uh, help them in pressure situations. That's real leadership, and and if you're going to take other people deeper, then you better go deeper yourself with you know a, a coach or or whoever it is that works with you.
0: And and again, um, to get some of those deep work in. As Wayne have so graciously provided, if you go to businessbuildercamp.com slash Kingsley, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y, you will find out more about what Wayne just um, described. But this is a way to get deeper because if you're going to, like uh, we talked about just now, be uh, as effective as a leader with your people, this are our, our priority. It's a, a must. It's not like a suggestion. It's a must because you are effective. That is your goal, to be a better leader. So, again, it's businessbuildercamp.com, and we'll have the link provided as well. And you can also follow Wayne on LinkedIn at Wayne Heron Jr. It's Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E-H-E-R-R-I-N-G-J-R on LinkedIn. You can follow him there and get to make sure you, uh, you know, connect with him and, and in- interact because you'll get some more of this deeper conversations we've had today. So Wayne, I wanna ask this question which I, I tend to ask um at times, how do you want to be remembered?
1: Um, I, I my children are just what what pop into my mind. I, I feel like our my children are I don't know if I even want to be remembered, but I, I want them to be um I don't know if I need them to be seen by other people, but they they are they they are how I will be remembered. They're mm-hmm. they're my legacy.
0: So. Mm. I, I love that. You know, I think that is a reflection because they look at your children, they will know know you, so they will remember. You will remember it through your children, right? And I think that's what about leadership. That like I find that leaders through your people, people can reflect. They will know you who you are just by looking at your people. That's the goal we're, we're going after. And I think you delivered that very well today, Wayne. And we do, we do appreciate that. So thank you so very much for taking the time to be with us here on the King of the Grand Show and delivering and sharing with us how to go deep and high, but also how to become the kind of person that, as you circle back around, to be, put, put your team together to have that one main task, not just killing chicken. And har- 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 <laughs> harvesting chicken, right? Yeah. But harvesting people to make sure that their overall, what they're in this world to do becomes a reality. So thank you.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see a leader and their team in alignment and making the world a better place. So thanks for what you do, Kingsley, and getting this
0: message out. You're welcome. Thanks. You. And there you have it, my friend. You've heard Wayne share so many stories I love the chicken farm story. I don't know about you, but I envision that because I grew up in Jamaica, as you heard me say. And and so I understand the farming idea, but actually how to be able to motivate people. But the key part is how do you rally people around something important, a cause? And when can I want us through the process today? And I I'm really interested to hear what your what was most helpful for you? And when would also love to hear what was most helpful for you as you listened. So would you take a few moments and leave us a comment and or a rating and review on Apple Podcasts where we can actually read that. But also when you see this episode posted on LinkedIn, would you engage there or any other platform Instagram, Facebook, engage there. Ask a question or leave a comment. Those things do help us know, gauge what's most effective. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Really appreciate that. And as you know, if you've been here before, we always say at the end of our show, take something that you've learned today and go out and can inspire Someone you say, Kingsley, what's Kingspire? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's really inspiring someone the Kings of Grant way. And you say, Well, Kings of Grant way, yeah, because you listen to the podcast of the Kings of Grant show, you've gotten something today, so now go and share that with someone else. So that's Kingspiring other people. Now, my friend, we need to put the show back into the vault. And then say our goodbye So here we go Let's put the show back Into the vault Here we go Here we go There it is Now that this show Is safely Tucked away Into the archives At the Immortelligent Leadership Institute I can exit And say Our goodbye So with that said My friend Peace out God bless And I'll see you On the side. Yeah!